Okay, and to whoever's listening, welcome to QLC Radio. This is the very first episode, so a little bit of background, I guess, about me and what this is all about. I suppose I'm just a bored millennial, and I think it'd be pretty cool to have a podcast. You know, it seems to be a pretty popular thing to do nowadays. I feel like everyone and their grandmother has a podcast now. Um, but hey, I'm going to give it a go. I guess it's like when you're a kid and you're collecting Pokemon cards, everyone's got to have one, right? So this is me giving it a go. I'm going to be talking about things that uh, I just think are kind of relevant to people in their 20s. And yeah, I'm just going to kind of discuss it. I'm going to talk about it. We're going to experiment with the format a little bit. I don't really know what's good. So today's episode is just going to be me talking. But in future episodes, we're going to try with a few other people and see what works and what sucks balls, basically. And yeah, without further ado, today's episode is going to be about dating apps. And I think this is a pretty important one for people in their 20s, you know. For one, dating apps don't really have a stigma attached to them anymore, you know. Everyone's got them. And it is such a crucial part of our kind of dating life now, whether we like it or not. You know, I was looking at a few stats earlier, and it's something like, you know, a third, a lot of these stats relate to the US. But, you know, what happens there tends to be reflected over here as well. And it's something like a third of uh, all relationships tend to happen through dating apps now. That's crazy when you think about it. And I think it's important to kind of go through why has this happened? What's the shift? And yeah, do we think it's good or do we think it's bad? So let's start with what some of the key players are out there. you got Tinder, Hinge and Bumble. I suppose those are the main ones, right? I think whenever you speak to anyone, they're the ones that will come up. Maybe Happen? Maybe? I don't know. That one seems to be a little bit lesser. Oh, I guess Grinder as well. Grinder's like the classic. Um, and that's how it all started, actually, right? It was with Grindr. I, so it was a dating app that started for gay people. And was it for lesbians as well? Or was it just gay dudes? I don't know, actually. I don't know that one. Maybe I should have done a bit more research before starting this. <laughs> yeah, as you can see, I'm pretty well prepared for this podcast. It started with that. We've got those three now. And I think it's a pretty saturated market. You know? Because it's not just that. You'll get all sorts now. You get, like, Muslim singles. You get, like, J-Swipe. I don't know why I've gone for all the religious ones there. But one of my friends as well, he's on one which I've forgotten the name of. So I'm just going to call it Christian Tinder for now. You get all sorts. You get ones that specify in just hookups as well. I mean, it's mad, and, you know, I'm, by the way I'm going about this, it sounds as like I've tried all of them. But no, I've only ever stuck to the holy trinity of Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble. And, um, I mean, that's pretty bad in itself, the fact that it's a holy trinity, and that I've called it that, you know? But, <laughs> but hey, what can you do? You don't believe in God, you got to believe in the dating apps. <laughs> no, that's that's not true, Don't don't listen to that. Anyway... I think I'm going to go with some more stats first before I go into like the kind of good and bad of it all. Uh, so we've already heard one, about a third of all relationships starting on there now, which is crazy. So let's dive into that a little bit more. So 12%, apparently, 12% of uh, relationships, oh, sorry, not relationships, 12% of marriages are now actually coming from dating apps. And we can see here as well that more men use it than women, but that's not good for the odds. But uh, hey, there we go. And we've also got as well then... Sorry. Yeah, so in terms of age group as well, we have that basically 50% of people between the age of 18 to 29 are the ones who use dating apps. That one's kind of funny, because when you think about it, that should be the age where you're meeting the most new people in your life anyway. You would have thought it'd be the people who are older that are perhaps not getting that opportunity now that are going to use it more. But hey, no, we're the ones that do it. And maybe it's to do with our kind of generation being very kind of trigger happy and kind of wanting that instant gratification. 
Maybe I'm just chatting shit. Who knows? But that's kind of the point of this podcast, right? To chat shit and see if anyone's interested. Um, aha, this is pretty interesting. It seems that the LGB community has not included T in there. I don't know why. The T's are not going to be happy about that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if many T's are going to listen to this podcast. I don't know if many people in general are. But anyway, LGB... Apparently 55% of that community have used a dating app. I guess that kind of makes sense. They are smaller numbers in the community, so it kind of makes sense for them, I guess, to go to something like a dating app to try and meet more of each other. Yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. And no, 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 what else have we got here? So 6 in 10 online daters say they've had an overall positive experience. I don't really know what that means. That's a pretty vague kind of statement. And then it's pretty much counteracted straight, counteracted straight away by this one down here, saying that 45% are often frustrated. Now the frustration part of it, I can definitely, I can definitely relate to that. But then again, even the pot, do you know what it is? Maybe I think, so whenever I've been on dates with girls from dating apps, it's been basically positive. Actually, there has been one or two times where they haven't really looked like their profile. We'll get onto that as like a, a con of the um, <laughs> of dating apps. But no, but overall, they're pretty positive. So maybe it means that. Maybe it means when you've actually met them. Um, but it says that the actual act of going on the dating app, though, is 45% of people find it frustrating. If you hear me sniff every now and again, I do have a bit of a cold. You know, I'm recording this in COVID and uh, <laughs> I don't have COVID. I'm just a sniffy little bastard. And what have we got here? Majority of online daters say it was at least somewhat easy to find compatible partners. It just says majority. Though. Everything else got numbers. Why doesn't this one have numbers? Oh, here it is. Okay, in terms of some of the metrics here. Physically attracted to hobbies and interests. Seems like they're interested. You're looking at the high 40s in terms of finding it easy to find someone who fit all those categories. Ah, this is an interesting one. So, and I think we could have guessed this one's for ourselves anyway. Women are more likely to categorise men based on information that they get from their profile. And when I say that, I mean more than just the picture. And that is, that I could have guessed that to be honest. Like men, where we will see something like Tinder and we will just swipe. You know, we just swipe right. We don't even think about it. You know, one of my friends is a saying, swipe before you wipe. If you're on the toilet, you've got to swipe. It's just the way it is. However, women, on the other hand, seem to be a little bit smarter. <laughs> they seem to actually assess who's the guy in the photo, you know? They seem to go and want to look at their profile a little bit. They want to see, oh, in that picture there, he's got a car, he's got a hobby. That's really nice. They want to see what he's written down. I could have, I could have guessed that, to be honest. But here's the thing. So they're actually so seventy-two percent of women want to know what type of relationship they're looking for. So, for all you smooth operators out there, who think you can sleep with anyone, yeah, it's not going to happen, mate. Or maybe it was. Who knows? Interested in hobbies, and apparently they're interested in religious beliefs as well. I find that one hard to believe. But then again, the kind of place I live now, I don't think there's many religious people, so maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah this one this is another one i could have guessed as well women tend to feel like they get too many messages on dating apps and men don't seem to get enough messages 57 percent of men feel like they don't get enough messages on dating apps 
and it's probably not that they feel that way it's probably true they probably don't get enough <laughs> the reason i say that is not because i'm trying to put our gender down or anything or it's not even like a pitying kind of thing it's just the dynamics of it do you know what i mean on average men are going to do the chasing and women aren't and when you've got that dynamic that's why you have things happening like men swiping all the time and women being a little bit more conservative with their swiping a little bit more picky so that kind of makes sense right so you can't really moan about it that's just the way it is it's always been that way it's just now we've got a dating app to kind of amplify that but no i i think that's i think that's definitely true ah this is an interesting one and i was going to get onto this later as well in terms of the pros and cons the younger women are much more likely to report having tr uh, sorry to report having troublesome interactions on online dating now, by that, I'm sure that can mean anything from a dude who just keeps texting. Hey, hey, how you doing? You up? Hey. And then that little sad face, that little bitchy little emoji, you know, trying to get attention. Oh, man, that's the worst. I'm telling you, you can't message a girl more than, say, do you know what, twice. I'm going to limit it at twice. If you double message, I can, I can, you know, get behind that. That's okay. You triple message, you quadruple message, man. You just leave it, you know, you're only hurting yourself, you know, <laughs> you're hurting yourself and eventually she's going to want to match you. It's, it's just not going to work out well for anyone. But yeah, I guess it ranges from that all the way up to, well, I suppose a dick pic, right? I mean, that's got to be harassment. I've never really understood that either. I've never really understood why dudes send dick pics. Like, again, I just don't think it works that way, you know? I did meet one girl once, though, and I was talking to her about it, and she said, <laughs> she defended it in saying, at least you know his intention. At least you know what he wants from the situation. So, hey, I guess there's that. But no, do not take that as advice. I do not recommend that whatsoever. That's just this one girl's viewpoint. And even then, I'm pretty sure she didn't like it. But yeah, no, I, I feel like, again, because of the dynamic of it, women are definitely opening themselves up to being harassed a little bit more in these kind of apps. Especially if you get these dudes, these apparently, what, 45% of dudes are saying they're frustrated? And when men get frustrated, we do weird things. Like, I'm... <laughs> and I'm not, again, not condoning it anyway. You know, it's abhorrent, that kind of behaviour. But dating app kind of amplifies that, whereas before, maybe you would see less of that. Okay. Now, in terms of people... On dating apps a lot of people again it doesn't it doesn't have the man and woman split here but I would guess that it's women who feel much less safe ah here it is yeah man these, these tables I'm looking at are not particularly clear yeah no it says here women do not feel safe on these dating apps yeah again that that makes sense to be honest uh, dudes even some dudes as well so what's this quick maths what's that that's 39 percent. so 39 percent of dudes don't feel safe and 53 percent of women don't feel safe on these dating apps yeah I, I can see why that might be the case ah, okay so of the people surveyed 54 percent of americans say that relationships that begin on a dating site are just as successful as those in person so yeah so 54 percent saying just as successful 5% saying more successful and 38% saying less successful. These dudes and girls, I wonder how they're kind of quantifying that though. 
know, just as successful as these ones that are just still in a relationship right now. Uh, some of these, uh, some of these are a little bit sketchy, if I'm honest. But just some facts I thought I'd throw at you there for your own interest. I think it's time we jump into what's good and what's bad about dating apps. And we kind of covered it a bit there as we were going through some of those stats. And I got a few tabs up here on my laptop as I've done a little bit of research into this. Although I wasn't able to do enough research to figure out whether Grindr is just for dudes or not. But we've done a little bit of research. And I'm just going to run through some of the bad points of dating. And one of the key ones that comes up is it promotes a bit of a promiscuous kind of culture, you know? A casual hookup culture. And we are often kind of touted as the generation that's a little bit more promiscuous. Which uh, is probably true, to be honest. Probably is true. It's a bit more socially accepted. There's not a taboo about it. You know, you'll still get... Uh, God, I've come across it. I keep saying this now. But hey, with something like dating, I guess you're always going to talk about the gender split. But obviously there are gender differences when it comes to being a little bit more promiscuous, right? So girls still have to kind of go against that label. Whereas dudes don't tend to come up against that label of someone who sleeps around a lot. But generally speaking, the stigma is getting better, not worse. So yeah, I guess it does promote that a little bit. A lot of people as well, when I speak to my friends about this, they say it's not just that, they just feel like it's not real. It's not like a real way to meet someone. I do have a little bit of an issue with kind of that though. I don't I don't really understand what is a real way, you know? You know, some people, they, I guess they want the story, right? Everyone wants the story when they say they've met someone. They want to be able to say, oh, we were in the supermarket together. She dropped her oranges. I picked up her oranges and it was love at first sight. And that just doesn't, you know, that doesn't really happen. And I mean, if anything, people do all their shopping online now anyway. So <laughs> you're picking up oranges, it's off your own floor, boss. But, um, but even then, though, when I think to my friends who are in relationships, and even when I think to myself in relationships in the past, it's not like there was ever that magical meeting moment. A lot of it was, in fact, a lot of it, I was drunk, right? I mean, is that any better? I don't think it is. So I do have a little bit of an issue with that one saying it's not a real way to meet someone. And besides, you know, you've just been introduced to them on the dating apps, right? It's not like you've met them properly. You know, when you actually meet them from the dating app, that's when you can get the story. If anything, perhaps the story's better. You don't, you don't have that strange, awkward meeting, or maybe you do. Who knows? It depends how you tackle it. Anyway, moving on from that, we're just covering the bad points. This is an interesting one. Does it desensitize us? Now, I've written that down as a note there, and I've briefly forgotten why, but it's coming back to me. So <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this podcast will get better as time goes on. But by that, I think what I was meant anyway. If we're seeing all these options available to us, does that actually damage our ability to make relationships? I think there could be something to that, if I'm being totally honest with you. So if you hear me out on this, and actually, I've got some stats on this before you, before you hear my reasoning about this. Oh, uh, where has it gone? I can't remember the number off the top of my head. I'm just going to have to do a cheeky look through these tabs I have up. Okay, there is no stats, but basically... Oh, wait, here it is. Sorry, <laughs> it's been an absolute mess. 15% of people among the age of 20 to 24 have not had sexual partners since the age of 18. That's quite a high percentage. And compare that to people born in the 60s and 70s, that was only 6%. 6% 6 
So in other words, our parents were, you know, they were getting some and we're not. <laughs> so I'm going to let you think about that. And it's not just sex, though. It's not just that we're in a, a sexual recession, as people are calling it now. It's also relationships as well. We are getting into less and less relationships in general, which is maybe why that stat earlier about how more of us are meeting on dating apps is so alarming. Because actually, the pool of relationships to choose from now is, is less because we're not dating as much and we're not having as much sex as we used to as well. So that is quite interesting that, because if anything, when we were saying about this casual hookup culture and that it promotes promiscuity, I don't think I said that right, promotes promiscuous behaviour, what we're actually seeing is we're getting less intimate with each other. Maybe that's not because of dating apps though. Maybe dating apps is just part of the problem that is leading us to be that way. Maybe other factors could be something to do with like, uh, I don't know, people are more motivated now. We're in, we're in a bit of a hustle, a bit of a grind culture, right? You've got to have a side hustle. You've got to work for yourself. Maybe people get caught up in that and don't think about relationships, about companionship, you know? But I'm sure dating apps does feed into it. And I've gone off way on a tangent here. Going back to being desensitized. <laughs> if you're seeing all these people all the time, perhaps you're always going to think to yourself, you know, I can find someone else again. I can go on this app. I'm going to find someone else. There's always someone out there. I guess in a way that's good if you've just been through a breakup. However, though, if you've been on a date and the date, say, hasn't gone great, hasn't gone badly either. It's been one of those, you know, we've all been on a date like this where it's kind of, yeah, maybe I'd like to see him again, but I can't say I felt a spark. You know, we've all been on a date like that. Perhaps now, if you have a date like that, you just go, ask her it. I'm just going to go back onto the apps and see if I can find somewhere else where it was before. Maybe, maybe you'd be like, I'm going to see this girl again. I'm going to see this dude again. And then in that second or third time, you actually spark, you know, maybe you drop the oranges and you pick them up and you spark. <laughs> but um, yeah, so if you're seeing all these options towards, uh, if you're seeing all these options, right, I guess it could potentially desensitize you. And again, I think this is different for men and women. How I was saying earlier about how men will swipe all the time. What that means is women will have a plethora of options to choose from. Okay? They can literally swipe right and as a res and they're probably going to match. You know, they're probably going to match because of a dude's swiping habits. So it really does give them the opportunity to just pick, you know, who am I going to speak to here? So maybe it does desensitize them. And then if you go from the dude's perspective as well. You know, before like dudes, before dating apps, I guess what? You've just got to shoot your shot at a few people in your circle or on a night out or things like this. Now that you're shooting your shot at what? A hundred women or however many swipes you're allowed these days. So yeah, I can definitely see there being some desensitization happening as a result of this. I've also written down here, which I covered briefly anyway, is that dating apps is potentially worse for women. And when I say worse for women, I mean as a result of guys being guys being dicks you know just dudes being dudes but <laughs> and i think um there's definitely something to that as well i mean i've seen a girl's profile before and some of the stuff that she got sent it, it was pretty it was pretty bad man i'm not gonna lie it was pretty damn bad and it makes you wonder like who are these dudes like why are they doing this like <laughs> first of all your name's attached to the profile but hey, maybe desensitization comes into that as well. They message so many women, they think, ah, oh, screw it, we can just get away with saying whatever we want now, who cares? And maybe women as well, maybe they get used, they see this stuff and they just go, ah, oh, screw it, you know, 
I see this happen all the time. This there's like my tenth dick pic today or something. So, <laughs> so then it just ends up giving them a bad view. So maybe that's another thing that can come out of this. It kind of reinforces a negative kind of view of the opposite sex. Hey, I mean that's how what gives rise to uh, what's that subculture called? Oh, I've forgotten what it is now. Basically, dudes who can't get laid. Incels, that's the one. And give maybe it gives rise to kind of things like that. Maybe it gives rise to men bashing as well. You know. Either way, this is all pretty. This is all pretty toxic stuff. That could potentially come out of dating apps. Who knows? I'm just putting forward the arguments. I'll let you guys decide what you think. And don't worry, I've got some good points for it being a good thing as well. Ah, this is an interesting one. Behavior. So addictive behavior. Yeah, I I can definitely see how people can get addicted to dating apps. 110%. Swiping all the time, that instant gratification, you get a match or whatever. Yeah, I can definitely see that being the case. I guess it only becomes an issue though when it starts impacting your everyday life. If you're thinking about it all the time or if, you know, you're missing meetings. I'll tell you what though, being in lockdown, right? Now, I'm lucky enough to have still been working during lockdown, working from home. And a lot of my day as a result is Teams meetings. I found myself just swiping away in some of those Teams meetings. And, you know, if if anyone who I work with hears this, I'm... I am sorry. I have not been listening to you. So <laughs> At least some of the time. You know, that's why whenever, uh, if you speak to me in Teams meetings and I don't answer straight away or I say, sorry, could you repeat that? Or my mic was off. Chances are I was on my phone. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> but don't you fuckers, you know, I know, I know it happens the other way around as well. Every time someone's addressing a Teams meeting, it's always the same. Sorry, could you repeat that? Yeah, it's because you weren't fucking listening, mate. <laughs> I know how it is. Anyway, and this is another one as well, off the addictive behavior tangent. If you've already got a low self-esteem or if you're suffering from loneliness, this can actually be quite a bad thing. Especially if you're not a... What's the most politically correct way to say this? If you're not conventionally attractive right a lot of these dating apps are very looks related even though we said earlier about how women will look at what a profile is as opposed to what is just the picture that's being shown to them and even dudes you speak to will say the same but let's be honest a lot of it is just about on that initial attraction is she fit has she got a nice body is this dude tall is he broad-shouldered a lot of it is going to come down to that at the end of the day and if you like self like low self-esteem if you're kind of lonely, and if you're kind of pinning your hopes on this, yeah, maybe that's gonna maybe that's gonna damage you a little bit, you know. But hey, maybe that comes down to the individual having to show a bit of self-control, and not pinning their hopes on that, and you know, actually having a life outside of that, you know. And they, yeah, you just fucking grown a pair. But uh, well, I guess girls can't grow a pair, but you know what I mean. And then off the back of that, I've got here, yeah, having to look a certain way. Now, this one's interesting, and I don't know, maybe I should have got a girl on for this uh, podcast, actually, maybe for this first episode, it would have been interesting to get their view, as opposed to what I'm just kind of researching right now. Hey, maybe that's where I'm going wrong in my own dating life, instead of asking women, I'm researching on Google, you know, <laughs> could explain a lot. But, having to look a certain way, I can see that being the case. Again, going back to that idea of conventional attractiveness. There's a certain look that average guys and girls are going to go for. And perhaps there's a bit more of a... A bit more of pressure to kind of go towards that conformity. 
So yeah, I can definitely see that being a big issue. In fact, even in my own personal experience, so like I was saying, I matched with a girl, uh, I'm not going to bait her out, and she was she was really nice actually, she was a really lovely girl, we didn't really click though, we didn't really hit it off, and I'm not going to lie though, when I first saw her, I saw her at the other end of the bar, I walked in, and my initial reaction was, oh for fuck's sake, now that <laughs> sounds really bad, but it's because she didn't look like her profile pictures, you know, she didn't, she wasn't the girl in her, well she was the girl in her profile, I could still tell it was her. But let's just say she had done a job with those photos. And yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. But again, that kind of feeds into that though. She obviously felt a pressure to kind of represent herself in a way that wasn't true to get more matches. And maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe that can't do wonders for your self-esteem or for your mental health either. Maybe she was pretty disappointed when she saw me as well. I mean, you know, how many five foot ten? <laughs> you know, I'm not a tall dude. So yeah, that kind of covers a lot of the... Um, kind of negative points at least some of the key ones that come up again and again but one of the most interesting things that I do want to come back to is the fact that we're not dating or having as much sex as we usually do right why is there why is there a sexual recession for millennials especially considering we've actually got an insane amount of option now and there is no stigma we can do it freely what is it is it like basic psychology now we can have it we don't want it like what <laughs> like what's going on here why is this happening and if I attribute it to dating apps, if I try to find the link there, I think maybe everything that I discuss there comes into it a little bit. We get desensitized to all the people we see. You kind of have a bit of a negative feeling perhaps about yourself as well because you're trying to look a certain way and be a certain way. Maybe because it's worse for girls, maybe it's reinforcing this idea that men are trash and then they're just not interested after that and maybe it's a case of men who are swiping endlessly and not getting a match because they're not they're not a uh, savvy to the dynamics of relationships and you know the chase that they start thinking oh fuck women women are trash maybe there's like maybe it's driving a wedge who knows i'll let you guys decide anyway i've put forward some arguments there hopefully there were some things that were kind of interesting and who knows maybe relatable but now for every yin, there is a yang. So let's go for the good stuff. If there is any good stuff. Nah, I'm kidding. Don't worry. And at the end of this, I'll give you my personal view on it as well. So let's kickstart us off with one of the main points. And I think this is a very strong point, actually. I think this is a very good one in favor of, uh, of dating apps. Is that you'd meet people and you'd match with people that you wouldn't normally match with. And now by that, I mean... So for example... I've been on a date with uh, a teacher, actually, quite recently, a, a girl who's a secondary school teacher. And when I was at uni, and not on dating apps, okay, actually, I was in a relationship for basically all of uni. So, you know, it doesn't really count, to be honest. But the kind of people you meet, though, the girls that you'll meet there tend to be within your circle, right? I mean, every now and again, you'll meet someone on a night out or something you might get with someone. But the people that you're more likely to have a relationship with will be within your circles, whether it's your friendship group, whether it's your course, um, and if you're working, whether it's in your job or like a house party or one of those like couples dinners things and they invite two of their single friends over to kind of, you know, try and bond over their chronic loneliness. and <laughs> you know. um, God, I sounded a bit bitter there. Um, but no, what it means though is that you can meet people that you just wouldn't typically talk to. And I think that's actually a really good thing, you know? Especially if, if you're one of these people that believes in meeting the one, right? 
if you believe in the idea of the one if you do first of all i think you're pretty naive but uh, <laughs> if you do believe in that though dating apps is actually in your favor because let's look at it statistically how likely is it that the one just happened to be in the same town as you or works in the same job as you yeah nah see it's not likely at all but uh, if you're on the dating apps though and you're opening your kind of opportunities to meet so many different people maybe you're more likely to actually meet the one and not just deborah who works you know a couple of cubicles down from you so <laughs> um yeah and i guess the fact that such a high percentage of relationships are actually starting on dating apps 30 percent or whatever it was when we uh, were saying earlier i mean that's got to be an argument in its favor right if if it's working for these people then fantastic and again going from personal experience as well uh what is it two three off the top of my head anyway two two friends for sure are in long-term relationships if they listen to this they'll probably know who they are as well and they are having at least on the surface anyway it seems like a great time in their relationships and it seems like they're both heading towards settling down that's a that's a positive right just from my limited experience with it i know another dude as well who's managed to get into a relationship through dating app early days so we'll see and even my experience okay i've not had a relationship out of a dating app but i've met a lot pretty much everyone i've met on there is pretty nice you know maybe that's just down to who i'm matching with and who i'm being picky with maybe i could meet more dickheads if i tried but (laughs) but who wants to do that and i guess as well one of the other points that comes up if you're a busy person this is good if you're if you're a city slicker you know if you're like me and you're working in the in the big city you know you haven't got any time you're always working and you gotta schmooze in the evening but you can't find the time for it then maybe it's good for you then right you can meet people without having to go through the argy-bargy of you know going into a bar chancing it with a girl or something no you can just you can just sit you can swipe you can match you can talk and then yeah brilliant and i guess in a way it's good for vetting as well right if you're if there's a few red flags that you've got that you might not find out till a bit later who knows maybe you can find that out early on uh, just by messaging them so do i have any i don't think i do actually no yeah i, t- I kind of do actually but it's not an obvious one and for me it's just humor right so if i message a girl something that's obviously a joke even if she doesn't find it funny i kind of have to see how she reacts and if she doesn't react in a certain kind of way i i do sort of begin to think hmm, maybe uh maybe this isn't the person i should be meeting up with you know it's just gonna waste my time and her time so maybe it's a good way to kind of vet out who you do want to meet and who you don't want to meet and yeah like i said going back to if you are busy and you've just struggled to find the time to meet people this is a great alternative you know it's, it's fantastic it kind of dating isn't just a thing that's going to be a chance now you you're making it work around your schedule and that's a good thing we've also got here as well for socially anxious people which is interesting because on the flip side of that when we're talking about it being a bad thing if you're socially anxious shy um just low self-esteem in general perhaps this isn't a good thing for you although perhaps it is a good thing for you because i'm telling you now you know and unless unless you literally unless your profile picture is you posing next to a swastika and a piece of shit you're <laughs> you're probably you're probably gonna get a match or two you know even for those people who aren't conventionally good looking just take some clean photos have something interesting in the profile in the pictures you're gonna get a match and if you're willing to make that tiny bit of effort in your profile it can really work for socially anxious people me myself you know i'm not a 
I wouldn't say I'm a shy person, but I would say I'm a quite awkward person though. So as in, I'll happily go and approach a girl or something. Maybe not happily, maybe with a bit of peer pressure. But anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll approach a girl, but it's, it's always, it, I'm not the kind of guy who's very good on a first impression, especially in that kind of situation, you know. I remember back in like uni, back when I was like 18, a lot of my interactions would <laughs> be to try and meet a girl on a night out. I'd just be at like uh, the other end like, of the club, see her, lock eyes and think, oh, brilliant. Walk over, scream at her. Hey, do you want to dance? Usually she wouldn't hear me. So we're already off to a bad start. And, <laughs> and it usually involves her friend coming over to then whisk her away. And then I'm sat there thinking, well, shit. Then it's on to plan B, which is go to the smoking area and try and speak to a girl there. Only to realize people who are in the smoking area are there to smoke. And I cough like a little bitch around smoke. So <laughs> it goes bad there as well. So for people like like me, perhaps it is actually a good thing. Because it allows you to get past that. And it allows you to kind of get past that first awkward barrier. And then actually go on a date. And then you can see whether, you know, you guys, once you get past that initial awkwardness. Because that initial awkwardness, only it doesn't last. It's not going to last the whole day. It's only like for the first couple of lines or something when you meet them. And this is another thing we've got noted down here is this one dude who was talking about it in this article I'm, uh, I was just reading. He wants to rebrand it almost, the whole concept of Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. And he wants to rebrand it as online meeting, not online dating. And I can kind of understand why he's saying that because you're meeting the person, right? And then you're going on a date with them later. You're not dating them straight away there. Although I guess in lockdown, you know, video calls are happening now. I'll tell you this as well, video call dates... They're weird, man. I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board with it. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> Being on a couple now. The worst one was uh, the first one I went on. This uh, girl called, oh, I won't say her name. But um, yeah, that was a bit awkward. I mean, the reason was is because the internet just wasn't really doing me any favors. Got to be honest with you. It was just shit. It was, <laughs> it was that kind of thing. You know, like you're on your phone with a grandma and your grandma doesn't really know what's going on because it's a mobile phone. It was kind of like that. Every time I'd say something, she'd speak over me and then it'd be like, oh, no, you go first, you go first. And then no one goes first. And then I have to pretend my housemate is calling me out for dinner because I can't bear it anymore. So, <laughs> um, yeah, not for me. Video dating wasn't for me. Oh, I should say dates I've been on recently. I have been strictly, strictly obeying social distancing rules. Uh, well, uh, no, I haven't really. But uh, hey, who cares? It's fine, right? If Boris listens to this, he can um, he can take it up with me. In which case, I will shit myself because I I don't I don't know why I would do in that situation. I'm not good with confrontation, people. So please, don't tell Boris. Anyway, yeah. So online meeting and not online dating. Yeah, I get, but I can get behind that as well. You are just meeting someone. You know, it's just an introduction. You know, like how your friends might introduce you to a girl. Same kind of thing. So yes, I'm I'm pretty behind that and then the final point we got on as well of it being a good thing is that it's a work in progress you know when dating apps first came out what in 2010 or whatnot with grinder and then uh, tinder following sh shortly after i mean they, they were a piece of shit back then that, that, <laughs> I mean, and now we've got um apps that actually kind of almost promote you to to form a connection you know you've got things like hinge where you got to answer three questions and you can leave a little comment as well and even Bumble, you know, just the way it works. A lot of it's gimmicky. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of it's gimmicky. But 
it does work though i think it does give you that chance to kind of build a little bit more of a companionship with each other so yeah so if it's come along that much now and there's clearly a huge market for online dating just think what it's going to look like in 10 years time it's going to be a lot better hopefully hopefully who knows maybe they could just say to us nope this is all this is your only choice and you're going to have to just deal with the shit we throw at you but <laughs> who knows so they're kind of the main points we've got down for it being a, a good thing and if i stack that up against some of the bad points we brought up i've got to be honest with you man it's kind of down to you as an individual you know how you approach dating apps is going to directly affect your experience with it and i'm going to i'm going to be pretty real with you for a second and i think i think lockdown amplified this as well but there was a couple of times when i was just like you know swiping a lot on these dating apps and getting a few matches here and there but being frankly just frustrated and uh, you know i didn't do myself any favors because the only thing i do is video calls and i actually meet them which as i've just said to you now are just fucking awful uh, so <laughs> i didn't really do myself any favors there but it's not just that though it's also my attitude towards it you know just thinking oh i'm gonna gonna find someone i'm gonna do this i'm gonna find someone i'm worrying about my photos and whatnot and that's not a good thing that's not a good way to approach it and if that's kind of your attitude then yeah the bad points that we brought up about your self-esteem about having to look a certain way about being tempted by other options all of that's going to come into play and it's it's going to be a negative experience for you then i don't feel like i'm desensitized to it particularly i'm still on dating apps now well one anyway at least i'm not on the holy trinity anymore um and I'm not on board with it being not a great way to meet people. I think it's a perfectly fine way to meet people. I don't think there should be any stigma about that whatsoever. So yeah, it, it comes down to you as an individual. You know, if you kind of pin all your hopes on it, it's it's not going to go well for you. And that's the same with any relationship though, right? If you pin all your hopes on a single relationship or just someone that you've just met or something like that, it's, ne it's never going to go well for you. So dating apps can amplify that response, but it comes down to you at the end of the day. And that's what I think anyway. In terms of it being a good thing, I'm sort of more on board with that. I'm sort of more on board with the fact that it's just an avenue to meet people. And it can be a pretty good avenue as well. Because it's a way for you to meet people in your own time to an extent. It's a way for you to not stress about it. And you're going to meet people that you may never have come across before. And I think that's obviously a great thing. I guess a lot of the criticism is going to be that this only really works for attractive people. And yeah, that is a good criticism. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. That is a good criticism. You know, if you're a five foot three, you got a gut and, you know, you just, you look awful. You look like you don't take care of yourself. You eat three cheeseburgers a day. Yep, you're probably going to struggle a little bit because a lot of it is based on that initial attraction. And I don't really know how to get around that. Maybe, maybe that says more about you then. Hey, maybe it means that you need to make a few life changes before you're ready to take that step into the dating world. You need to work on yourself a little bit. Hey, who knew this could turn into a, a self-help kind of podcast? Maybe we should introduce leagues. Like you have the Premier League. You have the Champions League. <laughs> That's probably the most socially unacceptable way to do it. Like, hey, what do you think you are? You think you're a, you think you're a 6 out of 10? Nah, 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 buddy. Nah, nah, nah. You're, you're a good 4 out of 10. We're throwing you into Tinder League C. But hey, you might get more matches that way. Who knows? Maybe that could work. Nah, no one's ever gonna, no one's ever gonna be on board with that idea. 
including myself, I'd hate to find out that I'm in League D, you know, that'd be the worst. So yeah, to conclude, I don't think dating apps has to be a bad thing. You can find a lot of bad things with it, but I think it comes down to your personal outlook. If it's bad, then you've made it bad. If it's good, then you've made it good. I guess the same with anything in life, right? And in terms of my personal experiences, yeah, I've met a few girls from dating apps, maybe five or six now? I don't know, not too many anyway. And all my um, date experiences have been pretty positive. Like I said, some of them didn't quite, or one of them in particular, didn't quite look like her profile, which was a little bit disappointing. She was still a nice person though. I guess that's one of the uh, that's one of the risks you run with dating apps, right? Perhaps you can lie on your profile. But you can lie in real life as well. So again, it's just amplifying the effect. It's not introducing any new effects. I guess the one thing I still can't ignore, though, is why are we getting into less relationships now? But I think there's more at play than just the dating apps there. I think that's a whole cultural shift, which maybe we can address that in another podcast. I think that's all I've got for you today. I hope that was enjoyable. I hope you uh, learnt... Yeah, you probably didn't learn much, but I hope you enjoyed hearing me talk shit or however long this has been going on for now. Uh, and I hope maybe I introduced some new viewpoints as well. And if you enjoyed this, fantastic. Leave a little thumbs up or a, I don't know, I've not, I don't even know what platform I'm going to release this on. How does it work? Is it five stars? Is it a review? Either way, do me a solid if you enjoyed it and, <laughs> and tune in again next time as well. And give me some ideas. You want to hear me talk about anything else? Otherwise, that's me. I'm signing off and thank you.